Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Institute. It's Christy Saul coming at you live. Big Papa. Big Papa is tired and he has, I'm going to tell you this, the truth. He has, um, he has a really big cold sore <laughs> because he's tired and he's stressed and he's been on the road. And so he's got this big cold sore and he's a little um, self-conscious about it. <laughs> So he messaged me a few minutes ago and asked if I would mind doing a daily dose. And of course, I never, uh, usually I don't mind hopping on here and talking to you guys. Um, it is kind of funny though. I just realized how often Brian and I do that with each other. We'll just like message each other and say, hey, we do, we do, we do. We just help each other out in this, this journey of trying to help families and trying to share what we've learned in our own path of... Uh, being adoptive parents, being, you know, just Brian being an adoptee, I being um, the child of an adoptee, my mom was adopted. And so it's just something that's really deep into our heart. Ah, oh, Mimi's saying hi to us from Dallas. I know she's got a fun weekend planned. Mimi, I hope you have a great time. Enjoy yourself and thank you so much. Um, for those of you guys who are following the story of our son, Kevin, who just recently came home, um, you know, we found out literally uh, two hours before he was being dropped off at the bus station from being in an ICE detention center. And so he was dropped at a bus station in Fort Worth, Texas, and I bought the ticket and got him home. And Marley and I were already gonna be taking a trip and we were gonna be out of town and I just didn't want him to be alone. And so we took him to Mimi's house and Mimi and Kevin have been chilling and hanging out and now Kevin's with a friend and Mimi's off doing her thing and Kevin should be up here at my house um, in a couple of days. So, and he, I'm just so proud of him. Um, you know, he's just been kind of laying low and taking care of his business, um, making the appointments that he needed to get to. And today um, I just got a message that he got his driver's license renewed and so, um, if you guys have uh, kids who are in their late teens or in their 20s, you know how these things that sound like little things, they're really big deals. So I'm very, very proud of him. And I'm very, very grateful for the extended family that we have that pitches in and we support one another and we just all try to love our kids as best we can. I'm so grateful for that. And I hope that you guys can have that too. So, um, yeah, Brian just messaged me a couple minutes ago and asked if I would mind doing the daily dose. And so the other thing that's funny to me is, um, we don't ever, these are not prescripted <laughs> in case you didn't realize it. They are not prescripted at all. Um, it's just, you know, Brian and I've been doing this kind of work for so long and from this way of seeing kids, seeing people, understanding that um, really we're all doing the very best we can at any given moment. And, you know, what determines what the best looks like is really has a lot more to do with our thinking and our internal stress. And usually we're, as Brian put it, I thought this was so beautiful. He said, we stress about the future because we're trying to avoid something that happened in the past. That's what post-traumatic stress does, doesn't it? You know, we, we have something that's happened to us in the past, and so we're, we're worried about the future because we're trying really hard to prevent those things from reoccurring, and that keeps us 
sometimes out of the moment. So I'm not sure where that came from. <laughs> Except to say, again, that, you know, we don't prescript any of this, quite obviously. Um, <laughs> but today I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about apologizing and taking responsibility. And man, I'll tell you, I've got like at least probably a hundred million stories about apologizing. Um, but the first one that comes to my mind when I think about that topic um, was when Marley, my child, was about three. And it was like a super, super, super stressful time in our lives. We were trying to, um, we had a house in Oklahoma that we were going to sell and we were going to be moving to Virginia. And Brian was pretty much already there doing business. So Marley, who was three at the time, and I were packing up the house and selling a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, just, it was a house full. And so, um, God, thank goodness I was younger then because I don't think I could do that now. Anyway, um, you know, I'm, I'm being that, that person, you know, trying to get everything done, trying to get everything done. And Marley's, you know, she's just a sweet little three-year-old girl and she's, um, sitting up at the bar in her high chair in the kitchen and she's just talk, 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 talking and she wants to play. And I, you know, I was in the kitchen, my back was to her and I flipped around and I don't, at this moment, I couldn't even tell you what I said, but it wasn't, it wasn't graceful. Um, I'm sure it was sharp. And I just, you know, her face just went from darn hormones. <laughs> her face went from being this joyful child who just wanted to play to just being crushed. Um, she was crushed by the stress that I spewed on her. And I immediately just felt that. Um, I felt the wound that I had created. And immediately just, you know, I was so sorry. And, um... To be able to just say, I'm so sorry, baby. You didn't deserve that stress. You didn't do anything wrong. And then I think about how often that happens where we as adults are stressed out about something. Some, you know, again, trying to prevent something <laughs> that's happened in the past from reoccurring. So our stress, you know, just gets overwhelming. And, we, you know, we can get so snappy at people and they don't deserve it, you know, even if they're being distracting or whatever, you know, she was a three-year-old child, you know, she just wanted to play, that's all, she just wanted to play like any baby would want to play, and uh, I spewed my stress all over her, and then I had to do my best to try to clean it up, and it helped put things into perspective real quick, because, you know, sometimes we needed to stop and play. Sometimes we just need to stop and enjoy our kids because that's why we have them. And all these other things that get in the way of that, you know, these stresses of thinking that all the laundry has to be done and all the towels have to be folded a certain way and all the dishes have to be done or all the homework has to be done or, you know, whatever, whatever things, you know, perfectionistic tendencies, whatever agendas we have going, sometimes... We need to set them aside and just, you know, enjoy our kids and spend time with them. So, um, I also want to talk a little bit about what it looks like to take responsibility. And so that, um, for anyone who's been in any of my book study classes, um, I do, I haven't done one in several months. Life has just been pretty busy. But I do a book study where we go through the book from fear to love, um, each chapter. And so, um... In the bookstore, if you've been in the book study, you've heard this story, but I'll tell it here on our Facebook Live. Um, so this was when we were living in Virginia, and um, we had to stop by our house to pick up money. 
And so I had actually left a $50 bill up in a bowl on top of my refrigerator. And uh, one of the boys was with me from the group home and um, he needed to use the bathroom. So he went in the house, used the bathroom, no big deal. Came back out, I went in to get the money and the money was gone. And so, um, what's interesting about this is I hadn't, I hadn't been around the group home that much and I hadn't really worked in this model for that long, but I knew he had taken the money. Um, it had been there and then it was gone after he left. Oh, so I came out anxious, anxious. I was sweating. Like even like as I think about it, I can kind of conjure up those feelings again. I was so anxious. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know what he was going to do. But it was like, okay, well, here we go. We're going to just try this out and see what happens. And this, you know, he's a great big kid. You know, he's like 16 and he's this much taller than me. Big guy. But, you know, good hearted. You know, he has a good heart. A history of a lot of things that other people would think not good hearted. But, you know, I know him a little differently. So I just went to him and I said, um, I'm so sorry. And he looked at me and turned his head. And I said, well, I'm sorry because I put you in a really bad position. Because I know that in the past you've had a hard time uh, with taking things that didn't belong to you. <clears throat> And I made the mistake of leaving $50 in that bowl on top of the refrigerator. And now we don't have any money for the outing that we planned. So I really need that money back. And he looked at me with like this sort of, um, I don't know what the look, I don't really know what was in his heart except like an apology. It didn't come out of his mouth, but it was just on his face, like, oh. You know, like the, when he took the money, he, he probably didn't even think about why it was there, what it was going to be used for. Just, you know, it was just one of those things. And so when I brought it to his attention from that place of taking responsibility instead of being blaming or shaming or angry, um, and I was perfectly prepared for the possibility that he might look at me and say, I don't know what you're talking about, but he didn't. He reached in his pocket and he handed me the $50. And that's what it looks like when you take responsibility. It was my fault. I shouldn't have left that temptation. It'd be like getting on to a kid for eating all the, the cookies when you left the cookies right there on the counter. I mean, they're kids and they're cookies. They're going to be gone, right? <laughs> so, in the name of taking responsibility, you know, I had to take responsibility for the fact that I'd left that money out there. I had to take responsibility for the fact that I had spewed my stress all over my child, didn't have anything to do with her. And so, um, you know, I hope there's something in that that's helpful to you guys. Um, Rose, I want to read what you said real quick. It says, this is so perfect for me today. I just told my best friend that I need to apologize to my little guy for snapping at him right, uh, da, 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 right after school. Same story, stressed over many things, but his mistake was small and I didn't stop. I hadn't stopped to correct and make my expectations clear along the way. My bad. You know, I think one of the things that's, that's best when we apologize is if we just straight up apologize. You know, I'm so sorry I did that. You didn't do anything to deserve. You didn't do anything to deserve me behaving that way towards you. Um, sometimes it's tempting to, you know, make it, you know, put right behind that explanations which then begin to sound like excuses. And if we're not 
careful, we can end up, again, blaming the child for our behavior. And so I just want to really encourage to just be open. And, you know, when we do that, one, it builds the relationship with your child. Um, we're all human. We all can make mistakes. And it also creates a foundation for them to be able to apologize as well, that we can all be vulnerable together and that this is a safe place to be vulnerable. So I think that's awesome, Rose. And I look forward to hearing what comes from that conversation that you have with your with your son. And I see uh, Beverly. Beverly Smith-Taylor is watching. And I want to say a special hi. We've known you for a long, 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 long time. I hope your family's doing well. Hope your son's doing well. Much love to you guys. I'm going to sign out for tonight. Have a blessed weekend. Um, it's Friday. And I'm just going to tell you, uh, when I get off here, I can't wait to look for our Friday funny for us. <laughs> It's the little things I look forward to. You know, there have been some heavy moments this week, and I can't wait for us just to laugh a little bit together, enjoy your kids. Um, you know, if you can sleep in, sleep in. <laughs> Do what makes you feel good. Share some laughs. Make it a point. You know, sometimes we just got to make it a point to find something to laugh about. So with that said, much love to you guys. Have a great weekend.